The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Extra 1063 would like to welcome you home. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show with Jim Niarcos and Dan Watkins, only on Extra 1063 FM. Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And speaking of feeling good, you know, everything's about our attitude, right? That's right. How you think affects your, can affect you physically, emotionally, right? That's right. How successful you are in life, right? How you feel about yourself, how you feel about others. It, it it's all starts with your mind and, and moves on down through your body and your actions. You know, we can't control what happens to us, but we can only control our attitude about what happens to That's us. That's very true. Right? Very true. So, first of all, you know, folks, if you're listening out there you, you to the All Four Seasons Home Show every week, we have a lot of different topics. But this week is extremely special, very educational. Don't go away. If you got some family friends around there, get a hold of them. Tell them to come by here and listen uh, because this is going to be a great show. And uh, as usual, our sponsor, Dan Watkins of All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors, who sponsors the All Four Seasons Home Show, searches far and wide for the best, and this is no exception this week. Uh, we have with us this week Mr. Jason Wilkie, founder of RTM Results Through Mindset. Dan, I'm going to kind of let you kick it off from here because I know you've been working with Jason and his uh his organization, and it, it's it's very exciting from what I've heard about it. Yeah, listen, Jim, you have. You've heard me talk about it and all the changes we've made this year, and i got to give Jason a whole lot of credit, and we'll get into that a little bit more, but I first want him to just talk a little bit about his background and, and a little bit just about just what the company does in general. Yeah, well, hey, great. It's, it's awesome to be here, and I, I really need to compliment you because the job that you've done over the last 12 months, and I don't say this lightly, you know, All Four Seasons stands for family, it stands for integrity, and a lot of times those are talking points, but it's not necessarily woven into the fabric of an organization. Uh, and so I'm just so impressed with how you lead, I'm so impressed with what you're about, and the integrity part means a lot, and it means a lot to you, and it, it shows in, in the work that you do, so thank you. Uh, yeah, this is super fun for me, really exciting. You know, our core business is working with small and medium businesses, uh, primarily in the realm of leadership development, culture, uh, how do you ignite a workforce to really be bought in and fully engaged. Uh, and, and the way that I kind of got to this road uh, was, was very bumpy. And I just, you know, when I was a young man, I knew at an early age I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Kind of reminds me of the movie Pelican Brief when Gene Hackman was talking to Tom Cruise and he said, man, when I saw those tan legs on the golf course, I just knew I had to be an attorney. And I was so lucky. I was able to, to be brought up around a lot of entrepreneurs growing up. And I saw their tan legs. I saw that they were on the golf course. I saw that they had freedom of time. And I just knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so at the early age of 22, uh, I was very, very fortunate living in Tallahassee at the time to be able to acquire two Little Caesar pizza franchises. And I was the youngest in the system at the time. I didn't know it, um, but I had worked my butt off. I mean, it worked 
80 hours a week to be able to get to that point. College was kind of like a, a sidebar for me. I was much more interested in making money, being an entrepreneur. And I thought I was pretty good at it. And it turns out I wasn't. You know, I, I understood the ins and outs of business. I understood how to make a pizza. Uh, I understood what it meant to run a good restaurant. But I had no clue what it meant to truly lead people. So if there was a book out there, I read it. If there was an audio course, I took it, whether it was some of the big, big names that are out there in this space or some of the smaller ones. And I was just really hungry for the right kind of information. And what I found was I was always let down. I was unable to translate my knowledge, my hunger, my desire, my motivation to my employees. And so I guess it just kind of, you know, created this quest for me to to really be able to peel, peel the onion a bit more to find out more about the human condition, more about what truly motivates people, and even more importantly from a culture. And by culture, we don't mean environment. You know, we're not talking about a kegger and a ping pong table. We're talking about an environment that's created by leaders. I just was very hungry to try to figure out how do you create an environment, a culture where other people can be super successful without having to push them all the doggone time. Uh, and so that's really kind of how the whole RTM and results through mindset came about. We've been at this now since 2001. Uh, over the years, we've been super fortunate. I've been really fortunate to work with some really cool people, uh, US Olympic athletes, a lot of sports teams, professional sports teams, college sports teams here locally, Atlanta United, uh, with all of their coaches in the Atlanta United Academy, primarily around how do you develop mental toughness? How do you develop the right culture? Uh, and so through those years, I've also always have to scratch the entrepreneurial itch, if you will. So I still own and operate multiple businesses. Uh, after Little Caesars got involved, um, obviously in consulting and, and creating the consulting firm, but I've done some other things that um, are all over the board. Trucking, uh, we have a, a sun, sun care company that just released called Larkley Sun Care, uh, which is really taking off for us. So that's kind of the, the two minute commercial, if you will. When do you sleep? I sleep great. You know, if you really know how to structure. When, when do you sleep? Listen, if, if you really know how to structure an organization, you sleep quite well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So. You sound like well, a, lot of, a lot of hats you're wearing. That's one of the things. And, that, and, and really at the heart of, you know, one of the things we're doing now. When, when, I, when, when I started with Jason, you know, it's funny. It wasn't like I was seeking him out. We kind of got, you know, I think God puts you in front of people sometimes just you know, because he knows it's the right thing to do or you need it. And, and sometimes you don't even know you need it. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you can identify something. And it was it was certainly something I was interested in with my own company. Got a family owned business. Um, a lot of my managers are my family. And, you know, when you deal with family, things are different. Right. And, and, oh, yeah. and, and you get treated different one way or another. Right. I mean, they do certain things that other people wouldn't do. On a good note, and then there are some things they would do that they would never do, um, or talk to me, or wh however they act because their brother or their brother-in-law or their uncle or whoever else is the owner. So it it is a different thing than a lot of businesses that are not family-owned. But what Jason did for us, we took some classes on the on the the champions mindset, and it it really is just it's changing how you think about things. And I'll, I'll have him get into that more. But that that led into some management training and. And some things that we're, we're doing ongoing and it's and, and and to get to what Jason was just talking about if you can have your managers doing what they're
you're supposed to do, Jim, it isn't as much work, right? I mean, you've watched me right, right. carry the water, right, for this <laughs> right, company right, every right. time there's a big problem. I mean, you've sat in my office how many times ago. You, you got to be kidding me. They're coming in here and asking you to do this again, right, right, you know? Right, and right, I know, I know right, you, right. you saw that. And, and it, we did need some changes as far as that goes because they were fully capable of making their own decisions. They knew exactly what I would right. want. And quite frankly, usually it's what it's the same thing they would do if they were the owner. But you, you got to change that mindset with them and allow your managers to do what they're supposed to do so you can be successful. Well, I just want to jump in here real quick. You know, what I'm picking up right off the bat from Jason that I like, as you know, I had a 30-year c- corporate career with Southern Bell, Bell South, and at and mm, nice. And uh, they were big on bringing a lot of trainers in and everything. And so many people are out there training corporate executives. They're out out there training coaches, athletes, and stuff that really never, really never had a business and certainly don't still still have one. Jason speaks from experience. He has walked the talk. He started being an entrepreneur. He's still an entrepreneur with several companies. So when you speak, you speak from a whole different perspective, and that's what I like about what I'm hearing so far, Jason. So I'm going to let you roll. Oh, yeah. Listen, I mean, it's, it's funny because uh, – during the Thanksgiving holiday, and of course you you'd asked me a little bit about my my background prior to being here, and some of it brings back some really good memories from the early days, and sometimes not so good. And I I just will never forget Thanksgiving uh, is a very very vi- busy time in the pizza business. I mean that that Wednesday before Thanksgiving is like the record day, other than New Year's with all the football and and uh, pizza being consumed on that day. And I get a phone call at one o'clock in the afternoon, and it's the truck driver delivering our food. And he says, hey, Mr. Wilkie, I just wanted to let you know I'm here, but no one else is. <laughs> and I'm like, it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I've got all this family in town. I've got a three-hour drive to get to this doggone store. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it's business is tough. You know, you get kicked in the teeth quite a bit. And, you know, for me, I just really wanted to find research. And what we teach Dan, what we teach other companies, what we teach Atlanta United, it's nothing that I've made up. You know, so what we don't want to do is we don't want to show up and talk about, hey, this worked for me, so it's going to work for you. We want to be able to deploy a proven process that you can follow step by step to get the results that you're trying to get without beating your head against the wall. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy and it doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. But once you get get things rolling in the right way, it makes a huge difference. And from a from a top down approach, you know, it's really important that people understand, uh, you know, and Dan, I appreciate the the coming into your life at the right time, you know, that, that was, you know, shout out to Pat Fricano, who's the manager up there with Lifetime Fitness, um, up in, who uh, Jim knows, by the way, we've had on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, several times actually. And that location he's at is in Woodstock and up in Woodstock. I mean, there's a guy that, that walks the walk. Oh yeah. Knows every customer that comes in that place, says hello. He's friendly, has goals, setting the tone for that company that that business every single day that you're there and it was because of pat that i got introduced uh to dan so you know but but culture is not environment and culture is driven by leadership and when you think about it what is that well it's behavior and therein lies the rub so we know statistically that training just traditional training has about a 15 percent bump which lasts a little more than 90 days And if you're not able to go in and show people, how do I change? So if I'm a leader and I want to grow and I want to develop, I need the tools to change me first, and then the outside gets better. Absolutely. 
Everything and, rises and falls on leadership, Dan, and we talk about that all the time. That's right. And listen, we're, we're coming up against a break, but, I, you know, you may be listening and go, you know, I don't own a business. Um, what, what, how does this affect me? But you're going to see in the next segment where we're going to talk about whether you're the leader of that business and you need to make a change or you're just Joe Schmo out on the street. You're working for somebody else. You can make a change, and you can make a change for the better. And uh, it's 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 getting close to New Year's here, and and we all could make a change, right? That's when we Absolutely. do it usually, Jim. Absolutely. So when we get back from the break, we're going to start uh, start awesome. digging into that a little bit, folks. If you're just want, if you're wondering what we're talking about, we're here with Jason Wilkie, founder of Results Through Mindset RTM, and you don't go away because we're just getting warmed up here. We got a lot more to talk about. We'll be right back. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkas. If you're just joining us, we're here with Jason Wilkie, founder of RTM, Results Through Mindset. Now, what's that all about? If you're just joining us, you're going to find out. Don't go away. Uh, Dan, um, a, lo- a lot of change has happened in your company dealing with uh, RTM, and uh, you've got a great story because it all starts with the individual. It all starts with people. Go ahead and share that. Yeah, it does, and, and we have made some real changes. I mean, our, our family business, right, we always believed in honesty and customer service and all, all the same va- values that we, you know, that we now are really pushing to the forefront with all of our employees and making sure you have to live by these values to work for us because we're not going to settle for what we used to settle for. And because we did settle, it created a lot of problems. There was a lot of, a lot of times we said, Hey, we've got to get this garage door in. We've got to get this garage door fixed. We've got to get this garage door sold, whatever it was. We put up with things from some of our employees that quite frankly, we shouldn't have. And because of that, it caused cancer. Some of the, you know, it, it's just natural that somebody else is going to go, well, geez. It's like a virus. It, it is a virus. <laughs> it is a virus. It's like, it's a, it's like a bad COVID virus, right? I mean, once you do, and, and everybody's got a different symptom. I mean, truthfully. So right. one person, right? I mean, they get away with this. And the next person goes, well. It mutates. Yeah, I might not, I might. I might not want to get away with that, but I want to get away with this. And then after a while, you just, you become um, kind of a slave to them, almost to your employees. Yeah, you do. And there's, and it creates a lot of stress and a lot of, a lot of conflict, a lot of problems. And, um, 
that has really we've really made a big change as far as that goes and and one of the things i think about even from a personal level though and and i remember when i talked to jason early on and he told me about the the classes we were going to have is that this will change you this will change your employees lives not just at work but at home uh and i i was just hoping that it would help with my sister my sister had been struggling i don't want to go into too much of you know, the specifics, but there was just anxiety built up. There was things where she just had not been dealing with stuff correctly for her entire life, really. Um, and it is amazing the peace that she has gotten just through working with Jason between the classes we have. And now again, we're doing the management training. But I mean, she just the, the championship champions mindset for her. I, it just gave her a path to get rid of some of this anxiety and really look at what how she did things in life and 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 realize that things didn't have to be the same way they had. So been it's not all life. about business. It's not at all. I I I actually think if you're if you're working on the individuals, the business stuff falls in place. I mean, one of the one of the things I always think about is you know you take care of all the small things the big stuff falls into place and this is no different at all so anyways i'm going to throw it over to you jason just talk a little bit about what this mindset is and how it can help people yeah thanks and uh, you know one of the things that's really cool is is speaking about your sister she's how old uh, 52. Put you on the spot. <laughs> Good, <laughs> Good job. Think a second. Good job. I only know that because she just told me. But, <laughs> you know, to me, that's really, really cool because it's not that you have to be young. And we know through modern research, modern science, modern techniques that we can make change throughout our entire life. In fact, I believe, and research has somewhat proven, that we're somewhat hardwired to want to grow and develop. That's the good life. The good life is progression. The good life is being able to grow being able to develop. And one of the things that I'd like for the listeners to think about, whether you're in your car or you're at home and you're listening, is I want you to think about someone in your life that means an awful lot to you, that you've known, and it could be you, could be you, but someone in your life that has all the potential in the world, and you know that they do, and they have all the potential in the world, but for whatever reason, it just isn't happening for this person. All the potential in the world, you know that they're capable, but it just year over year over year just doesn't happen. And as you think about what is it that holds them back and think about two or three things that come to your mind just right away, two or three things that hold this person back. Now I've asked this question for nearly 18 years to thousands of people. And interestingly enough, whatever it is that you think is holding someone back falls into one of four categories. That's how simple we are, but yet we're so complicated. And one of the four categories is habits. Habits, the other is attitudes, beliefs, and really important is expectations. So when you think about that person or you think about your own life and where you've held yourself back and things just haven't changed, it will boil down to a habit, an attitude, a belief, or an expectation. So if we don't fundamentally get after those issues first, We can provide all kinds of training. We can promote someone. We can go tell someone what they need to do. But until they understand that part and how to uncover that, the change just won't last. So this idea of just do it doesn't work. This idea that, you know, there's gurus out there in the marketplace talking about take massive action. Massive action doesn't work. It might work for 60, 90 days, but it isn't sustainable. So if we're going to have sustainable growth, sustainable improvement, we really need to follow a process. And back to our information, you know, what's so important about that 
um, getting back to the fact that I didn't make any of this up. So it's all research driven from guys like Dr. Al Bandura out of Stanford University. He's like the Michael Jordan of cognitive psychology. Dr. Marty Seligman out of University of Pennsylvania. He is the founding father of positive psychology. And what's interesting about that guy was he got into psychology to, to study depression. And the more he studied the depression, the more depressed he got. <laughs> so, so he's thinking, what in the world is going on here? I need to, I mean, we need to figure out what's right with us. And if we do more of that, do we get a better outcome? Uh, and, and guys like Dr. Gary Latham out of University of Toronto, who has spent his entire career studying the effects of goals and how to set goals. And it turns out it's not S-M-A-R-T which is what most of us are taught. So back to, back to humans and human nature and, and, and how do we change? So there are four steps that need to take place in order for you and me to grow and to change. The first step is to understand there is no growth without self-reflection. There is no growth without self-reflection. We need to take the time, and how often do we actually take the time? Especially this time of year, doggone it. It is so busy, so much going on. How often do you really just close the curtain, sit down quietly, and reflect on how things are going? So well, most of us don't want to look in the mirror because we're afraid of what we'll see. Because if we realize what we see, then we're going to fe- then we're going to think, well, we need to do something, and we don't want to do anything about it. Well, there's a reason <laughs> you 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 do want to do something about it, but you just can't get yourself right to exactly do it. procrastinate. So we're going to talk we're going to talk about procrastination. Yeah. Um, so self reflection. Now self reflection leads hopefully to insights. Well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I should have done it this way. Uh, I don't want to do it. I don't. I actually think I think I want to change, but I really don't want to change. So self self reflection. Self reflection leads to insights. Now, insights. Once that happens, there needs to be a change of expectation. You've got to change what's good enough. What's good enough for you? What's good enough for your business? What's good enough for your relationships? And the question I always ask folks is, how did you decide that? What's good enough for you, and how did you decide that? Now, 99.9% of all programs that are out there, they may share this, this, this information that I've shared with you thus far. But where most fall short, if not all, is the fourth step. So there is no change, sustainable change, organizationally, as a team, with culture, or as individuals, without a change in your dominant self-image. Who you are, what you are, what you're capable of, what you know you're capable of, what you know you're not capable of. So without a change in your dominant self-image of who and what you are, change is only temporary. So that's why it's just so difficult to do that. Now, we've built out our, our core curriculum called the Champion's Mindset in a very logical, sequential order, and each piece kind of builds on the piece before. So if you'd like to, we can get into some of that content uh, today as we're heading into the new year and people right, are thinking sure. about new goals. I think that's and, a big, great idea. I think some examples are great. You've got some awesome examples, and yeah. I think they really hit home when you when you, when you Yeah, you know, so, so one of the things where I think that um, we've discovered over the years, and I'm guilty of it too, um, if, you're gonna, if, if you want to live a big life and you, and you want to slide into home at the end of the day saying, man, I did it, you know, I really, I really went for it and I did it, you know, one of the keys, and, and not to, to water this down at all because it's a bit of an overused phrase, is, is dreaming big. You know, how big do you really dream? How big do you really dream in your business? How big are you dreaming about retirement and what that looks like or grandkids and, and the kind of life that you want? And it's the size of the dream that determines how far we go. The size of the dream determines how big of a life we have. 
But most of us over the years get conditioned through parents and coaches and teachers who shouldn't be teaching, quite frankly, and they'll knock our dreams down. And over time, we get a little bit calloused and we just don't allow ourselves to dream big. So we get these dream killers that come into our life and they'll tell you, oh, don't, you'll, don't go for that. You'll only what? Fail. You'll only fail or you'll only what? Yeah, you'll, you'll be disappointed. You'll be you'll disappointed. Be, yeah. Now, the other reason that we don't allow ourselves to dream big is at the end of the day, for most of us, a lot of us, we just don't believe that we can what? Do it. We can do it. Yeah. We don't believe that we have what it takes to pull it off. So there's research out of Stanford University, this guy, Dr. Al Bandura, and he created and studied this term called self-efficacy. Self-efficacy means to cause, bring about, or make happen. So it isn't luck. It's not winning the lottery. It's that I'm so strong on the inside that I can cause, and that's the key word, I can cause the results I want on the outside. So our process and our education is designed solely around that. How do we help people become so strong on the inside that they can cause the results that they want in their life on the outside? They're not hoping, they're not wishing. So efficacy. And the way efficacy works is you're doing what's called an efficacy appraisal all the time. Meaning, you're asking the question, is it bigger than me or am I bigger than it? So as you look at a goal or an objective or something you'd like to do or, some, or somewhere you'd like to go on vacation or a boat you'd like to have or whatever the case may be, you're instantly asking yourself that question. Is it bigger than me or am I bigger than it? If I'm bigger than it, then I get after it. I get excited. I make a plan. I get after it. But if I believe deep down that it's bigger than me, then I won't ever even try. And the interesting thing about the research around this concept of self-efficacy is that people do not let themselves want what they do not believe they can cause. And when I read that, that shook me to the core because I thought about all the things that I think I want in my life, all the places I think I want to go that I haven't done or haven't gone. And I have to ask myself, is it really that I want to do that or do that it's not happening because I don't want to do it? Or is it not happening because deep down I don't believe that I can pull it off? So even in my own life, I've got to get stronger to cause more. So stronger on the inside, causing more on the outside. So that's just kind of a quick overview around self-efficacy. And again, we don't let ourselves want what we don't believe we can cause. And I think that's something that people should chew on a little bit. Well, you know, the other thing too, just you know, again, think about some of the stuff. And, and one of the stories I love is the, is the uh, long distance runner in yeah. Australia, which, cause <laughs> yeah. you also get, I mean, this story really tells you, you know, people, tell you, Hey, this is how you do things in life. And we just go, Oh, this is, this is how you do it. Right. I mean, this is how you do it in radio. This is how you do it in the garage door business. This is how you do yeah. it in the yellow page business, <laughs> whatever it is. Right. But anyways, tell that story. I love this story. <laughs> yeah. So, so I came across this story a number of years ago and it, and it, it's really applicable, I think to what we're doing. Um, so if you're going to grow the efficacy in someone, the question should be, well, where do you start? Where do you begin? And the belief, and you know, the, the idea of that always kind of surprises people. And it starts with the beliefs that you hold. It's the beliefs that you hold about who and what you are, the beliefs you hold about a community, the beliefs you hold about a business, the beliefs you hold about what's possible. It's the belief. And if you can learn to change or alter the belief, whew, you release your potential. Now, back in the 1980s, and this is part, you know, part of the Australian tourism board, try to get a lot of people to Australia, they decide they're going to hold their first ever ultra marathon. 
So they're advertising in all the magazines in the runner's world and, you know, got sponsors with Nike and Adidas and New Balance. And they're advertising all over the world to bring people to Australia for this ultra marathon. And it's going to go from Sydney to Melbourne. It's like 800 miles. I mean, this is like the real deal. These people do this for a living. And all this hoopla, you know, it's kind of like uh, everybody around here getting ready for the Braves game in the World Series. You know, I mean, people are really excited. They've pumped this thing up so much. So the media is there, of course, and all the athletes are in line to get their bib, get their race bib to go into the race. And in the line is this old man wearing blue jean overalls and rubber boots. So, of course, they go up to him because they think it's some derelict in the wrong food line. <laughs> they say, excuse me, sir, um, what are you doing here? This is an ultra marathon. The best in the world have come to race in this race. Um, we're not sure you, you understand where you are. You know, it was one of these races anybody could enter. And they said, we're just not sure you understand what this is. And so, of course, he looks at him and goes, oh, mate, I'm just so excited. I've been reading about this race in the paper, and I'm, I'm in great shape. I can't wait to run. And they look at him like, are you crazy? You're going to run in this ultra marathon against the best in the world? Oh, yeah, mate. He goes, you know, one thing about me is I grew up super, super poor, and I never could afford a car, so I've just been running my whole life everywhere I had to go. Sorry, that's my bad attempt at an Australian accent. <laughs> that's pretty good. And um, <laughs> so anyway, so they let this guy enter the race. And not only does he enter the race against the very best in the world, I mean, the average age was like 22, 23, but he wins it. And he wins it, not by a little. He takes a day and a half off the world's record. A day and a half off the world's record. Now, how in the world is that humanly possible? That's amazing. How in the world is that humanly possible? 60 some odd years old, by the way. Day and a half off the world's record. See, what, what happens is, once you know that things are the way they're supposed to be, you get a belief in your mind that that's the way it is. And the better you are at it, the better teams are, the better companies are. Like, hey, we've got this thing figured out. We know exactly what we're doing. That, you know, we're successful. We, we, you know, there's a reason why. Is you get together and you tell each other the truth. And we're telling each other the truth all the time. Well, the truth was that if you're going to run an ultra marathon, that the only way to do it was to run 18 hours a day and sleep what? Six hours. And sleep six hours. Well, this poor old soul just showed up having never run in it before, never been around the experts. He didn't know you're supposed to what? Sleep. Sleep. So while everybody else is sleeping, and he was like in last place, he just kept... Kept running. He just kept running. Humanly impossible, they said. Well, he was too far ahead for anyone to tell him. Wow! Now you see, there's 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 still time for you, Jim. I know. I and can, the ultra I marathoning, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's absolutely, true. absolutely. Yeah, and you know the, the interesting thing about and his name is Cliff Young, and you can look it up. And uh, I believe Amazon put a movie out a few years ago uh, about it, which is really pretty cute. Uh, you know, but the idea is we we really don't know what the truth is around certain things, and but we we put these truths on ourselves. A couple of weeks ago, I was fortunate enough to, to go to a really nice hunting trip. And I was pre-warned that, you know, I was going to be in this one, one particular stand and it could get noisy. And of course we get in there, you know, pre-dawn, can't see a thing. I'm there with my son. Uh, it's one of the things he and I love to do together. And I mean, we are hearing 
twigs crack and leaves. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best morning of our entire life. Right. And so the light gets just a little bit lighter and a little bit lighter and a little bit lighter. And I look around and we are surrounded by a herd of cattle. <laughs> and I'm thinking this is not, this can't be good for, for, for deer hunting. So we're surrounded by this herd of cattle, but I'm thinking to myself, they've got these fences and they've got a very specific way that they go every single day. They do the same thing every day. They go the same way every day and they never go outside the fence. And the beliefs that we hold do the exact same thing. The beliefs that we hold about us, about what's possible, do the same thing. They, well, well, Jason, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm listening to you, and it, it, in a nutshell, one's own perception is one's own reality. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, and we all have a different one. Everyone, everyone comes to the table with a different set of beliefs. Mm -hmm. And our beliefs, so it's second nature and first nature. You know, first nature is handed down through your parents, your, you know, things like your hair color and your genes, um, height, so on and so right. forth. But second nature is acquired. And every belief, we're not born with a belief. Think about right. that. Every belief we have is acquired. Paradigms. But, that's right. Now, the challenge with a belief is that once you have it, it's your truth. Once mm -hmm. it's your truth, you know it's true, right? <laughs> and it becomes and, your mantra. And the other people are idiots. The other people are idiots, right? So right. you know, so once you have a truth, you're stuck with it. Now, the, the principle that, you, that that's important to take away from that is that human beings behave and act not in accordance with the truth as it might really be. We behave and we act in accordance with the truth as we think it to be or believe it to be. Like... When you're driving around Atlanta, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so another interesting, interesting thing with the, with the human condition that we like to talk about is this little group of neurons runs from the base of our skull up and over the prefrontal cortex called the reticular activating system. And the retic reticular activating system has the specific job of blocking out information and only letting information enter into your brain that is of importance to you, important to you right now. And we like to phrase that as what I think about, I bring about. So what it does is it matches up what you're thinking about. Oftentimes it's buried beliefs. And what I mean by buried is they're just in there. You don't know how they got in there, but they're in there. So you've got this belief system that's operating. It's kind of like this, this software operating in the background. And now you've got the reticular activating system on top of that that has the job of filtering out information that doesn't match what you believe. And so the easy, you know, I don't know, I don't know how it is for you guys, but one thing's that, one of the things that I can tell you for sure is that I am the only good driver in Atlanta. And I know that that's a fact. I get in the car, I know I'm the only good one. So I get out on the road and what do I see? Bad drivers. <laughs> I see bad drivers. I can't get away from them. Bad drivers are everywhere. So I know I'm the only good one. I get out on the road. I know everybody else is a bunch of what? Idiots. You Idiot. can say, yeah, total idiots. And I, they're everywhere. I can't get away from them. But the same thing happens when you know today's going to be a bad day. The same thing happens when a young, young high school student doesn't believe they're good at something. They go out and they're scanning the environment to find information to match what they're believing. And it's really powerful to understand that we do that. We're pre-wired to do that. And, we, and, and it, it extends to uh, we teach people how to treat us, right? That's, yeah, and that's, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, but... Uh, 100%, we can talk about that in another segment, but certainly our expectation of ourselves is actually mirrored in how people treat us. So if we feel 
weak, if we feel not good enough, then we, we actually get treated that way. But conversely, even in leadership and management, if we see someone as that, it's the Pygmalion concept. If we see someone as that, as that, we treat them that way. They actually will rise to that expectations, particularly if we're in a position of leadership. Hmm. Wow. Well, listen, I mean, we can we could do this for about twelve straight hours, right? I mean, there's at a, least this, yeah, this, yeah. this is the program, but <laughs> these are some examples. Stuff, I'm telling you, but it really what this stuff comes down to, right? I mean, at the root of this stuff is we're we're letting our mind control the good and the bad, and the way that we think of things is what we're going to get, right? I mean, what we what we put out is what we're going to get back, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep. Um, creating the same situation we're gonna you know they you keep saying you keep getting what you've been getting i mean it's it's uh if you keep doing what you've been doing and that's that's really a lot of well, what this what is I in get, a very in a nutshell what i get out of it too what i like hearing from jason is the sustainability you know you can go out and read the book think and grow rich and you're good for 60 90 days and then you don't follow up with it but folks we're up against a break we're here with here with jason wilkie founder of rtm Results Through Mindset. We'll be right back after this break with more great information from Jason. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkus, and we're here with Jason Wilkie, founder of RTM, Results Through Mindset. And you know, Dan, I know that you and I both love sports, but I don't think I've ever, ever met quite a sports fanatic, a sports aficionado <laughs> like you. Can you see how this all pertains to sports and athletes and coaching and all that? Yeah, there's... Well, first off, Jim, I don't know that I'm the biggest, but but I, but I am a, a sports fan for sure, and I and I've been following that for years, and and I know uh, Jason has has worked with a lot of athletes over the years, and and some of them he can talk about, some of them he can't, but this guy has worked with some of the best, and when you when you think about an athlete, the one thing you need, and really. If you're anybody out there, confidence is a huge deal. But as an athlete, you've got to have that confidence if you're gonna if you're gonna win, if you're gonna compete, if you're gonna be great. So, talk a little bit about confidence. Yeah, sure. And you got to be the biggest sports fan if you still like Detroit Lions at this point, right? Like you've got to be a diehard. He's or, a huge or crazy Detroit Lions fan. He's Masochist or crazy. I mean, I'm even pulling for him just because of you. Uh, they got to get off the snide. But anyway, yeah. So what's interesting is, you know, our whole lives we hear about this, believe in yourself. Like, I mean, I've heard that my whole life. I've, I hear coaches scream it to their players. You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe in yourself. But nobody ever tells you where confidence comes from ever. 
again, we like to peel the onion back just a little bit further so that we can understand, okay, this is where it comes from, and, th- and this is what I can do about it. Because it, that's really important from the sustainability standpoint of after you w- meet with us, do you have the tools to go and, and sustain this over time? So in order to understand the, this <clears throat> concept of, of confidence and believing in yourself, we need to ask, well, well what is self-confidence? Well, it's self-belief. So then that begs the question, well, how do you get a belief? And to understand that, we need to take a look at how do human beings think? And we think in three dimensions. We think in words, which trigger pictures, which most importantly triggers emotions. Words, pictures, and emotion. Now, it is estimated we have somewhere between 50 and 70,000 thoughts per day. 50 to 70,000 thoughts per day. Now, these thoughts, one thought doesn't form a belief, but thought over time, the same thought over time, builds on itself to form a belief. And as we mentioned in the last segment, once you have a belief, you're stuck with it. Now, how does it get in there? How do those beliefs get in there in the first place? Well, certainly we have a lot of help along the way through parents and teachers and coaches and friends and people who are important to us. But it also gets in there, most importantly, through ourselves. You do it. You do it to yourselves through your own thoughts. And what if these 50 to 70 thoughts, 70,000 thoughts a day, and you can amortize that over a year and figure out how many thoughts that is, but what if those thoughts are debilitating? What if those thoughts are negative? Those thoughts build on themselves to form a belief about who and what you are. It's like a loop. Like the Detroit Lions. Like the Detroit Lions. A team's build an identity through their own, and what we call that three-dimensional form of thought, through their own self-talk. So teams get together, tell each other the way it is. Companies get together, tell each other the way it is. Now, that doesn't make a difference until you go home, get in the car on your own, and you rehearse that in your mind as well. Well, I'm no good at this. I can't do this. I, you know, as a parent, you know, I've got, I have, we have three children. My primary job as a parent is to listen, to listen to what they're saying, to listen to how they describe the world, to listen to how they describe their own performances. Because if they are repeatedly, repetitively doing negative thoughts, I know the road it's going down. I know that's going to form a belief. And once they have a belief about who and what they are, they're stuck with it. So again, words trigger pictures. The picture gives us the emotion. And that three-dimensional form of talk, if there is one thing out of all the stuff that we teach our companies and our athletes and our teams that are out there, if there's one thing that I would teach my children, it's this concept of self-talk. Your self-talk builds your own self-image. Well, so what? Who cares? Well, because your performance matches. So think about that. So that's the loop. So as I talk to myself, I build a self-image about myself. That self-image reinforces how I perform at work, at home, on the field. Now, once I observe how I'm performing, good or bad, that reinforces my self-talk, positive or negative. So when it comes to self-confidence, the cornerstone and the foundation of that is you've got to watch your self-talk and be aware that your own self-talk is forming your own self-image, and it's that self-image that dictates how well you perform. Yeah, and listen, we all do this. I mean, we we all. I'm sure everybody listening right now is. I mean, you can think. Uh, you know, you think about all those things you think about, and you know, all the the bad drivers, right? You never see the good drivers yeah, out there. Everything right. out there. Oh man, I'm no good at this. You keep telling yourself you're no good at it. You're never going to be good at anything. You know, well, at least that, right? I mean, you tell yourself you're great at something. You've got all the confidence in the world. You're a world beater. 
And you got to be careful what you listen to and hear. Like we we want to stay up on uh, on what's going on every day in the world, right? But if you listen to the news every day, it, it's like garbage in, garbage out. It's all negative. You're like programming yourself to say, "Oh my God, that you know, Dan, how we talk about what's going on all the time. It's not positive." That's true, and you have to really watch that. We talk about it as business owners on here um, every the every CEO week. Group. What's that? The CEO group, yeah, right? Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. a lot of the same stuff that me and Jason go through. But um, if you can really right now, as a business owner especially, but as anybody, right, you, you hear everything that's going on right now, and you can really let it affect you. Like, geez, what can I do? This is awful. Yeah. The world has just yep. completely changed out from Nothing's under our Nothing's ever going to get better. Nothing's yeah. ever going to – it's a new normal. The new – what a negative statement yep. well, that is. The new 100%. normal. The yeah, new normal. I, I think that's what they're trying to do to us, right, Jason, right now? How about the right person now? saying, hey, you, you know, <laughs> You need to reduce your expectations about Christmas. It's not going to be the same holiday season. What a negative thing to well, say to the country! Everything is. They're trying to change us, right? I mean, they're using they're using yeah. your your they're using fear good tools against us right now, right, Jason? There's ne- there's never been a better time for us to strengthen ourselves on the inside. There's never been a better time or more important time for us to really have good, strong leadership. You know, we we like to base our leadership development around key principles. Uh, integrity, responsibility, forgiveness, compassion, and courage. And as business owners that are listening, we have to have the courage to stand up. We have to. And we have to develop leaders within our organization, and we need a path and a tool to do that, but we really need to develop leaders that can help move us and propel this country forward in the direction it needs to go. And even with our education, the more we have self-actualizing people, you know what happens when you have a bunch of people that are self-actualizing and they and their efficacy, efficacy is high? They don't need handouts. Right. That's right. Because right. they know that they can cause the life that they want. Yeah. And um, so in January, we're launching a new group um, it will be pretty select and pretty limited. We'll, we'll probably do some pre-interviews on the front end, but it's primarily for business owners who really want to understand. It's like a mastermind group. We'll meet once a month, uh, but they really want to understand how do I grow and develop myself? How do I grow and develop my people? And how do I build the right culture? So rather than doing that on-site with a big organization, we're going to do it with peer groups, and we're just going to march folks through our process uh, and I think it's just going to be really well. With New Year's so. coming up, Dan, what a great New Year's resolution, right? To ch- yeah. Everybody Abs- wants to change. Absolutely, but we're running out of time. I want to make yeah. sure Jason can get his phone number out or, or the best ways to reach him. Yeah, best way is just look at our website, resultsthroughmindset.com, resultsthroughmindset.com, and we have our contact information, information on the Mastermind Group coming up in January, and any other services that we offer that you're curious about. Just reach out, and we're happy to we're happy to talk to you no matter what. So Jason, thank you for coming. This has been a great show, folks. Thank you for listening. All four seasons home show again, uh, Jason Wilkie, founder of RTM results through mindset. Dan, thank you for another great show. Don't forget to download the extra one Oh six, three FM app to stream the station 24 seven. Have a great week. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. 
like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.